Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. So this is going to sound like a broken record, but you kind of have to bring it up again. The Spurs lost, but they were competitive. Yes, I know. Their four-game losing streak, that's been the overarching theme in the last four games now, and it continues to be that theme as they lose to the Dallas Mavericks 104-99 in Dallas. And it doesn't get any easier. The next place face the Bucks, But about last night, to help me talk about and break down what happened uh, for San Antonio against Dallas, I am joined by the uh, YouTube sensation, Casey Vieira. You know, <laughs> baller brief man himself. I am graced to have the baller brief host on Locked On Spurs. By the way, I'm proud of you, Casey. Uh, baller brief, it looks oh, really, really sharp. It's getting, oh, thank some, you. getting some love. I see all those click count numbers going up higher and higher. Congratulations. Hey, man, you know what? Thank you. You got to crawl before you walk. We're, we're hoping to, you know, we're, we're hoping to get to your level one day, but you got to crawl before you walk. <laughs> Hey, you know, the, uh, lock, the Locked On Mavericks host, um, I sent him over the video of you on Baller Brief. He got a kick out of it. It was the one where you talk about you looking like Landry Fields. That, oh, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a great story. It's that a great is story. a good one. It is. Right? It is. Right? And like, where can the, the listeners go check out the Baller Brief? Oh, I didn't think you'd tell me where to. I didn't <laughs> think you'd be so kind to ask. Um, yeah, type in uh, the Baller Brief on YouTube. The Baller Brief. Casey Vieira, it'll pop up. New YouTube channel talking all hoops. Actually, now that I say that, it's a very Spurs themed one that we just posted yesterday. So Good. if you're a Spurs fan listening to this, which you probably are, and you want to find out why DeMar DeRozan, despite not hitting a game winning shot last night, airballing it against the Knicks, uh, why still he's happy to not be with the Spurs, but to happy to be in Chicago, go check it out. Perfect, perfect timing. Thank you, Jeff. Perfect. You're welcome, my kind friend. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore VR. All right. So now that I guess perhaps the, you know, the, the lightest moment of the uh, show is out of the way. Uh, now let's talk about a losing streak. So what a losing team right now. We're just um, filled with heavy hitting moments. Yeah, I know. I know. 104.99. Once again, Spurs are now one in four uh, winless on the road. And uh, yeah, it, you know, that first quarter, where the Spurs put it on Dallas outscoring them 25 to 15 at one point, it was a 20 point lead Um, that I gotta be honest with you, Casey, that felt like fool's goal to me. Yeah. Um, I I could totally understand that sentiment. Um, Bonner said it after the game last night that there's that to, to paraphrase here, jumping out to those monster leads like that 20 point leads, they can be largely deceiving considering that was what they do that maybe in like the first one, eight minutes right right yeah give or take eight minutes Mm -hmm. yeah so if you go first you know in the first eight minutes you go plus 20 that means you got to go at least plus or at least minus 19 the rest of the way for the last 40 minutes in order to win that game by one point that's not easy because that's essentially yeah while you're out out to a you know a, a 20 leg lead in a race over here is pretty good that's still that's not like owning a 20 point fourth quarter lead and outside of those eight minutes, give or take, or whatever it was to start the game, and and yesterday, I mean, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, oh my god, who is this? You know, who is this team? I'm loving, loving what I'm seeing. Ball was moving; they're getting stops. Defense leading to offense, but after that, it, you just kind of 
once once Dallas started hitting those shots in the half court and the game started slowing down a little bit, I think that's when you just started to see things stagnate for the Spurs offensively. And it kind of speaks to a lot of the things that we thought they were going to have trouble with this, this year, right? They're going to have playmakers in the half court or lack thereof. Uh, the lack of playmakers in the half court on some nights is going to make it very difficult to get points. And it just so happened after that first eight minute stretch of the rest of the game, the Spurs for the most part had a hard time getting points in the half court. And as a result, they were ultimately losers. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was competitive. It could have been a whole lot worse. They had their shots late in the game to tie the game, which is all you could really ask for at, at that point, relatively speaking. But uh, I, I don't even know if I want to call it a tale of two halves what's the, or even a, a tale of three or four quarters. What, what's the right. best way to phrase that? No, I think, I, you I, know, you, know, you hit, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even, even, even when they lost that 20 point lead again, they were just exchanging blows with Dallas, you know, the, the Dallas would take a three point lead. Spurs would take a two point lead tie game. I believe it was uh, the Spurs were up by one or down by one. It was very close after the third period. Oh yeah, I mean they, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean they 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 did hold the lead after that. So right. it's not like the blown the twenty point edge was like the end all be all. Right, but it's it's been the theme the theme of the last four games in the losing streak. Money time. They don't have anybody to help them over that hump when the game is on the line. You saw it against uh, the Lakers in overtime. You saw it against the Mavericks recently. Uh, you, uh, to a certain degree, you saw it against the Bucks. It's you're, they're showing that lack of experience when it comes down to getting the W. Jakob Pertl after the game, uh, Casey, I'm, I'm pretty sure you saw it. I mean, he looked very dejected to the point where you know he all but admitted that the locker room is just you know it's a little a little on edge right now, and Pertl was just not happy. Now individually, you know, he had a good game individually. Brent Forbes finally showed up. Uh, to a Spurs game, you know, uh, helping the Spurs at least keep it close. But collectively, uh, Casey, there's something wrong with this team. Pop said it, you know, they, they, they don't have a potent offense. Brent Forbes said they're inexperienced. You're just seeing the youth of this team on full display, aren't we, Casey? Yeah, the problem is that they're not very good. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's the problem. They're just not a very good basketball team. That, that's 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 the answer and and all those things listen we've everyone I, i've got and, and I've, you could probably make a little montage of how many times i've said this on this show was that everyone's all in on the rebuild and they think it's fun to see the young guys play but they forget that when they're watching a rebuild you're gonna lose and losing sucks when it comes in a large you know in a large sum like it's gonna be this year so it's one of those things where as a, as a viewing spectator, you're watching this and you're saying, okay, you know, they, yeah, you know, it's moral victory. They lost, but the kids look good. The kids look good. There's only so much you could take of that as a, as a spectator, but then for the guys in the locker room themselves, for the ones who are actually playing and living it and, and going out there, going to war every single night. I mean, losing is not fun. Last year they did experience, but not to the degree that, they're probably going to experience it this year, right? Losing is not a fun thing to have. Right. And when you're a team right now, that's in the spot that the, the Spurs are in, it's, it, it's not one of those things where you want to turn around and say, Hey, you better get used to it. But like, 
it is what it is right, right now. And this is what the organization signed up for. And this is what these players knew what they were getting into. That fourth quarter, uh, the Spurs 10 for 25, 40%. They just could not stop Dallas or more specifically Luka Doncic. Collectively, Dallas shot 65% in the fourth period. Again, putting it on San Antonio when it really mattered. They go 11 for 17 in that final frame. You know, Doncic, you know, what more can you say? You know, Popovich praised him ahead of the game, saying he just baffled how great this kid is. He goes four for five, just kills San Antonio from outside, hitting two two three-pointers, and then inside, hitting a couple at the uh, rim, getting that crowd excited, getting the team rejuvenated. Uh, And I bring up Doncic because, again, you you see what Dallas has, a megastar. Spurs don't have a megastar. The Lakers had two megastars, Westbrook and Davis, and they took care of business in overtime and in the fourth quarter uh, to get the W over San Antonio. Uh, you know, this is a team. Spurs is a collection of good, solid, young players. But in NBA, KC, you need to have your Doncic's and Davis's and Westbrook's. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the problem that they're going to continue to run into every single night is that they'll compete. And this this even to a certain degree, well, I mean, this was a little bit different, but um, largely for the most part was that they have enough talent to compete for 40 minutes of a basketball game. And then once it comes the crunch time, the money time over there, is that, was that what you said? The money time? Money time, yeah. the, the money yeah, no, time. Money, okay, no, it so is the, money time because they've been, they've been going to the ATM uh, trying to withdraw funds. This is insufficient. I know. That first quarter. Yeah. They, they ain't gotten the problem is they, they ain't got, got no money during money time yeah. <laughs> that's the issue they, they ain't got no money at money time this episode of locked on spurs is brought to you by mcdonald's serving communities since 1965 mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I uh, went to McDonald's the other day, picked up coffee, by the way, highly recommended, and got my uh, day going and you know, got myself a meal there. Cannot beat it at all. Hey, look, if uh, you need a quick to recharge, you need a place to have a birthday party, uh, just connect to the Wi-Fi. McDonald's is a place for you. So um, head on out to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. And did somebody say a lockdown Spurs watch party? Hey, I'm loving it. That money is in Chicago right now or whatever little one that he did. Yeah little money that they did have during those times last year that took yeah. his paycheck went to Chicago but it's it's going to be the thing with a lot of the with with these games that, that you're seeing with this young Spurs team is that they're gonna they're gonna go out there they're gonna be a pain for 40 to 44 minutes a night and mm-hmm. then you're gonna get into those last five minutes and you're gonna see that talent gap separate we saw mm-hmm. it in the Bucks game we saw it in the Lakers game. The Lakers game was frustrating because that, that game could have been had. I almost look oh, at that sure. as kind of an except sure. as an exception to that, considering all they had to do was not miss what a 47 freaking free throws in the fourth quarter. And <laughs> and you know, next thing you know, the Lakers are going to be leading undisputed in first take, first take for the next month. And right. they hit one of those 47 free throws that the Spurs missed. But the same thing there, and the same thing last night, even though it kind of took a little bit of a roundabout way to get 
through those last four or five minutes, the difference, of course, like you said, was Doncic doing Doncic things. And that's going right. to be the story with this Spurs roster. And last night, another, another prime example of that. They don't have a go-to guy. And you know, Pop's mm-hmm. aware of it. And I'm pretty sure the, uh, the team, they're aware of it as well. You know, obviously they are because they're losing. And this is where last season, maybe they could have sped up this learning process. They've, they relied on DeMar DeRozan. I mean, how much? I mean, they gave him the ball each and every time the game was on the line. They didn't have to worry about that. But now the kids are, it's their turn. And mm-hmm. right now you're seeing signs of them maybe realizing like, oh, it's like that. You know, uh, Keldon, he's been having a, a couple of off nights. He wasn't there in the overtime period versus the Lakers. He accepted the fact that he got benched, but he was having a, a rough outing. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek, Derek White, how much did they pay him, Casey? Where's he been this season? He's been MIA offensively. Too much money to be shooting four of 11 last night, whatever the final number was. Would finish nine points last night. Yeah. Nine points last night. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to answer your question, getting paid too much for the way he's been performing offensively at the start of this year, it's been rough. Yeah. He's been 30, rough. Yeah, thirty-three minutes, four eleven shooting, shooting. Excuse me, uh, oh for three from the three-point line, nine points, minus two in the plus-minus column there. Um, three turnovers as well. So. And it's not just this game, and you, you've seen it since game one. Uh, now that it's five games, you know our sample size is getting larger, and you're starting now. I'm starting to be like, okay, Derek, what's going on? Maybe I give you the first game, I give you the second game, but now yeah. I'm like, huh, you know. And Popovich said he it right was okay now. In the, yeah, I mean, he was okay in the Milwaukee game. The first, the right. first game, everybody was good. I mean, it was Orlando. Everyone was playing great. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was good there. But yeah, the Dallas game was bad. Lakers game was bad. Bucks game, I mean, he was. It was, right. it was all right. It was, right. It wasn't yeah. full-on clunker like it's been the past two games. I'm sorry. I cut yeah. you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. But, you know, this kind of circles back to what Pop had to just say right now. Uh, you know, oh, we don't have a potent offense. Okay, fine. You don't have a potent offense. But you got guys that if they just come with their averages, their career averages like Derek White, maybe they pull out some of these games. You know, Derek steps up, you know, and just right. plays what we know he could be. Maybe the outcome is different versus Dallas. Uh, you know, Keldon, you know, last couple games, you know, maybe he hit a wall, you know, maybe this is his sophomore wall, you know, because, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. sco- scooch away his uh, rookie season because it was kind of a wash with the pandemic. But right. It's like a red you know, shirt year. Yeah, it's like a red shirt year. Maybe this now he's he's in the wall uh, again. You don't want to read too much into it for at least for Keldon. Now it's been two games with 27 minutes against Dallas, 10 points, four for 14 shooting. Uh, yeah, not good. And of course, we mentioned about White. Uh, but one guy that has been shining, he shined again, was uh, Lonnie Walker oh, in a starting mm-hmm. role for McDermott. Uh, 14 points, 27 minutes. Uh, hit a couple of uh, big threes when the game was, um, at least at one point, it was competitive before Dallas took over. But that's he's been kind of the shining light in these last uh, four games, Casey. Lonnie's been playing well. Yeah. Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie's been playing well. I don't really have any kind of knock on that. Amazingly enough, the guy who everyone's has always been, you know, saying, oh, Lonnie's got to do, you know, everyone has the microscope always on, on Lonnie himself included to find something. And the past week, he's been pretty good and largely as a whole for the most part. Uh, I, I mean, he's been pretty good. I think that Denver game, he kind of stunk it up a little bit, but 
but since I mean he's Lonnie's at least looking like what what we hoped he would look like this season at least in my mind someone you feel confident putting in a seven man rotation yeah. six seven man rotation and know that it could be like like he can go out there and just have a positive impact in the game and won't have any of these and, and yes mind you for five games into the season but you know, you feel confident that you can put Lonnie out there and the end goal is not going to be some, or the end result, I should say, is not going to be some train wreck finish of what, what we saw where you just offer no positives to the game whatsoever at times like he had last year where he became, you know, moments he became, I don't want to say unplayable, but it was just largely a deficit. If a shot wasn't going in, then it felt like everything else was pretty much tuning out. But he's been he's been playing pretty much he's been filling that role. I think that, but at this point mm-hmm. through five games doing what you and, need to do. Yeah. And Jakob, yeah. Jakob too. I mean, he's been a re- revelation on the offensive end uh, for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where Popovich said after the game uh, versus Dallas that they still want to feed him uh, continuously on the offensive end. He's running the pick and roll, roll well with DeJounte Murray. He said that they've been working on it. So it's great, but you ever think we'd be in a, we'd be having a conversation where Jakob no. has been the best bird this season. No, no, not at all. Jakob Pertle's been the best spur this season. Absolutely. I mean, look at, look at, look at last He's night been, versus Dallas. Yeah. 14 mm-hmm. points, 13 rebounds, his third double-double of the season already. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, what, what's about he's, – he's at, what, 16 and – I'm trying to do the math. So I'd be like – I have the numbers. I'll cheat. I'll bring it up. So 16 and basically 11 through five games, 72% yeah. from the floor at least the one block shot a game, but that's, that's kind of expected because he doesn't really jump high anyways. He's the, he's the <laughs> ultra shot type. I mean, he's been the best spur. On, he, who would have thought five, yeah. five games into the season, arguably the two best spurs on this team are he and Lonnie Walker. Just yeah, the way maybe. we drew it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, then again, on the contrary though, if Jakob Pertl and, and Lonnie Walker were going to be the two best players on your team, chances are things weren't going, going to go exactly well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a problem. If we want to find the glass, yeah, if we want to, that, that's the glass half full. The glass half empty is that if your two best players at this point are Jakob and Lonnie Walker, it's a good chance things haven't been working out particularly well. And I, yeah, I guess you could say things haven't been working out particularly well. But hey, you know yeah. what? We'll, we'll, let's be glass. Let's be, I'll be glass half. Be nice. They've been so, playing yeah. well. They've been, They've been playing, well. playing well. Yeah, well, individually, there's some individual players that are playing well. You, you have a lot of walkers. One, uh, you know, you got Pirtles, another one, Dejounte Murray. You can't ignore him. He's been steady. You know, he had a good game. It seems. Is, is it me or just every time he has a great game, gets a triple double or gets a near triple double like he almost did versus Dallas, the Spurs lose. Like you, you know that that just seems to be yeah. the thing with him. Yeah, that's 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 that. I'm not going to go the stat plat the stat padding number, but no, no, that's not fair. You know what? I rescind that statement. I rescind that statement. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of worried about him, though. Here's why I'm Dejounte. I'm a little worried about Dejounte. I'm a little worried about Dejounte. And I'll, I'll again, we're only five minutes or five minutes, basically five minutes, five games into the season. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose? From many delicious flavors at Built Bar, well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, 
They have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. I feel like he doesn't look as fluid as smooth, as explosive offensively uh, getting to the basket this year. And I don't know. I don't, I, I wish some, well, one of, one of these goofballs on Spurs Twitter needs to put together like a thread here when they have too much time of all of like DeJounte Murray's cuts to the basket or going strong to the rim every time he penetrates and just kind of make a running tally of that because the naked eye, I feel like he just does. He, he looks like, I don't know, again, if it's a matter of of just things being slow early in the season, but it looks like that that little pop that mm-hmm. he's had in, in the past doesn't seem to be there. And I think he got blocked from behind in that Laker game. He got blocked from behind by somebody. I can't, maybe it was Monk, somebody like that. Um, but it was not, it was not a shot. It was not a layup. He shouldn't have had blocked because he had the step he went up strong. So we thought, or so it appeared and he just didn't get up and, and it got blocked from behind. That might be, I mean, that you, might you, be, you, you know, do you know the play I'm talking about? I can't remember. I can't remember I, I who it was. I don't remember it as well, but I, I do disagree with you a little bit. I, I don't, no? I, I see his willingness to take that big shot. Uh, you know, I know you're yeah. talking about like just the physical mechanics of his, yeah, explosion i don't i don't see what you see if anything i see him trying just to involve everybody more um and i think maybe he's just slowing the game down a bit maybe i know i know the spurs are preaching right now it's go 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 pace 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 but i I think he's just trying to get guys involved Um, maybe he got too maybe he got too big because he put on he put on he put on some 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 muscle so maybe that's why what it is. I, you know, maybe it could that could be it. You know, know. You, you figure he's trying to get the bulk of touches. You know, he's going to get more, uh, getting more checks on the defensive end. I mean, that could mm-hmm. be it. But I, I don't see that. But now I'm going to be thinking about it. Now, now I'm going to be like, oh well, you know, next game against the Bucks, let me check that out. But yeah, never, nevertheless, though, you look at, you know, the loss to the Dallas Mavericks, and you know, when when does moral victories have to end? Casey, you know, I, I get it. This is a rebuild. 
And if they put the Spurs pretty much announced that it is a rebuild now, then this is going to happen. And uh, I mean, I mean, Casey in a rebuild, perhaps the best thing are moral victories. I was going to say this whole season is a moral victory. Yeah. That's really it. This whole, that's what it is. The whole season's a moral victory. That's almost synonymous with rebuild, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like that's what it is. It, it's, it, it, you knew that when, when you're going into a full punt, the season rebuild tank, how, whatever you want to call it, that's essentially a year of moral victories. So that's just going to have to kind of be the overriding sentiment win, loser, or tie however the game finishes, it's going to have to be the, the win-loss record is not what you're really trying, unless something crazy happens and, and you're really over-exceeding your expectations here. But the win-loss is not the priority. It's all the stuffs, the little the, the things you see in these players. Do they grow? Are they improving? Are they stagnating? Are they regressing? Going forward in the organization to get a better idea of, of, of what you have. And, and to answer your question, though, I mean, that's <laughs> this season, this season, it's you better get comfortable with the idea of moral victories because that's unfortunately that's going to be a lot of the victories right. you're going to be getting this year. It's moral Are, victories. Should, should the team, should fans be worried about, mm, you know, dejection setting in, you know, the, you know, just feeling defeated. Setting, settling into a very young team. And Forbes talked about that after the game, and he was asked about it. Uh, you know, he was I mean, super positive, and I think we know why, because he didn't get his championship ring in just a couple of days or tomorrow. But, mm. you, you know, he did He also hit five threes, which is yeah, four more than that. he hit <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the, the season combined. But, you know, as far as demoralizing, you know, feeling, the vibe, he says it's not – he doesn't see it. You know, he, he says that the, that the young guys are hungry and he's it's just an experience. He was very whatever about it. And, you know, like, hey, you know, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I mean, very kind of upbeat. But for a young team, getting demoralized early could be a bad thing, Casey. That, that, was, that was my fear with this was, and I, I thought this, this part for Pop, would probably be one of the more, and, and who am I to say, but, you know, for, for me, if, if I was pop, just kind of separating the basketball acumen that he's million light years ahead of me front in front of just the idea of dealing with, with human interaction in general, which he's like half a million in front of me ahead of instead of a million, like he is with basketball. But I feel like the toughest part of this job right now would be having these young guys going to this, this murderous row that is the first four weeks of this, however many games now the season that it's been, where you're just facing playoff team after contender after playoff team and contender and all-star and all-NBA player out night after night after night after night, and you're losing these games. The biggest task here was to keep all these young dudes' heads above water and keep them positive and not keep them dejected and things like that because – Pop knows they're not going to win. They were not going to win many games at the start of the schedule. Unless you're a playoff team, a lot of teams aren't beating all these, these teams. This is a murderer's row for anybody, let alone a rebuilding team. Yeah. So I think that, that that's probably Pop's biggest challenge. And, and it'll, contingent, it'll be contingent on the way that the rest of 
or the rest of the year, I should say, will probably be contingent on how he navigates through all this. But I do think that's a valid concern. It is a, yeah. it, it's about, it's, it's a concern for anybody. You know, you want to go to your job, you want to do well at your job. Well, you lose your job sucks. You had a bad day. Well, all right. Well, what happens when you have six weeks of bad days, one <laughs> after another, you're not going to want to go back to your job. It's not fun anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They don't play it's their magic each and every night. So that ain't, no, that ain't going to no. happen for San Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. And it isn't getting easier. You know, you, you got the Bucks. I mean, to a certain degree, maybe the Pacers. I mean, that's probably the most winnable game on the, on the calendar, but even then, you know, I mean, with the, the, with the makeup of the team, who knows if, you know, they can go to, to Milwaukee and get beat the tar, get the tar beat out of them mm-hmm. and then just feel dejected and then go in and then kind of like, Oh, well, I guess we're supposed to lose. And that's what I'm afraid of them and the mental psyche of this young team. But, mm-hmm. you know, Popovich, you know, he said pre and post game that, He's being patient with these guys. Brent Forbes said have to. that that he's fully aware that Pop is being very patient. And, uh, you know, ha- have there been a couple of things I disagree with Pop so far? I mean, yeah, my biggest one is is you put your quote unquote, you know, top player, Kelton Johnson, in that overtime period versus the Lakers. You know, if this is about development, yeah. then throw him out there. Get him going. Let him Can we realize talk about that because we haven't we haven't really talked about. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Talk about. So yeah. you're on the mindset that that Kelvin needed to be out there. Yes. No questions. Yeah. No questions. I, I I don't care if that he was having a horrible shooting night, or maybe I think the refs were getting them too. Because I think that was one of the rare times I saw him being very kind of vocal with the refs. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame him after I, uh, Westbrook nearly decapitated him. But um, yeah, true. I just, I, I just wanted him out there because if here's, that's your guy, put him out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's my thing though. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, I am like right there with you. But in this scenario, I can't necessarily get on pop too much because five games into the season, you're still trying to put a lot of confidence into these these dudes, these young kids that like. Yeah, it's about tanking, but we're going to learn. We're going to try hard. We're going to win. Blah, blah, blah. The, the, when, when referring to that game and, and the Lakers and the fact that there's such a talent gap, between, even without LeBron James, there's such a talent gap between the two teams is that the, the thing there is that you have to I, – I don't want to say practicality, rationale goes out the window – but you have to kind of break out all the stops and kind of do the unconventional to beat these kind of teams to win these games when there's just that much of a gap. So playing uh, Bates Diop instead of Keldon during that stretch, when Keldon's, you know, Keldon's having an off night, but you find something that's working and you're trying to at least have a guy maintain punch for punch with, with Anthony freaking Davis over here. And it's keeping you in the game, which it, did i you kind of have to go for it in my mind if you're trying to win that game which we know pop is going to do almost every single time he's out there you're going to coach you're going to go with the flow of that game and see what's working especially when you don't have that safety net that is a mega star or even as an all-star like DeRozan to help you along the way you got to ride that hot hand and and Bates Diop was the hot hand here uh, like, uh, okay, think of it like this. Like, 
this is a very two different circum. It's a different sport. And the, the magnitude of some of these games is very different. But you see, like, the playoff games over here, you know, now that we're deep in the postseason, you'll see these starting pitchers, these aces, yeah. get pulled in the second inning. And the bullpen, you know, coming in in these situations, even though the game's not out of hand, but manager sees the pitcher doesn't have it, just gets the idea. He's like, you know what? It's not working. I don't have time to mess around. So – Cy Young winner pulled out of the game in the second inning just to just to keep pace okay, with what's but, going but, on. That's, I mean, like that's the flow but, of the but, game. But that that that's postseason play. This no, is a regular. No, 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 well, no, 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 no. Like I said, it's a little bit of a. Uh, that was more so the idea of sticking with the flow of the game. Okay, that's the what I'm saying. Game. It's it's yeah. yeah the the idea of the flow of the game and and, and and for me sticking with the flow of the development idea the plan. Yeah. Right. Sitting your bench, your best guy on the bench doesn't help with that plan. Right. Well, I mean, I get I it. It's what four games into yeah. the season. So fine. Exactly. You know, there's probably gonna be other opportunities down the road, but you got to give KJ, you whoever, you know, it could have been, you know, th- those reps and um, yeah. I hear you. I, game I, like, I get it. Yeah. But. If this is game like 60 and he's doing this and I'm thinking like, okay, you know what, dude, like, yeah, like we, we, this team's not going anywhere. Why are you doing it? I, I mean, I think now you're just trying to tell these guys like you're playing to win. I'm coaching to make sure you guys win these these basketball games. But then on the other side, like, okay, you can turn around and say it too. Is it a good thing if you're a player seeing seeing this go down? Yeah. And how, like, how how does how does was was Primo on the bench for that game? Yes, he was. Primo was on it. Yeah, Primo. Yeah. Okay, so like Primo seeing this, Primo doesn't know what's going on yet. He's been in the league for 20 minutes. He sees the best player on the team bench for for Bates Diop. What does Primo take out of that? Is that kind of like a mm-hmm. oh, it's pop, it's pop? Yeah. Will does does he treat everybody the same, or is that oh, did Keldon screw up? That's why Pop sent him to the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. So like, what do you? I, I don't no, it's I, a very complicated. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? I it's hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm if it's like I said, if it's planned development, that's the plan, then I'm all for it 100%. But uh, you know, I okay, fine, it was the fourth game of the season, you know, it's whatever. But I would have preferred him out there. But we're getting off track a little bit. Uh, we're yes. uh, recapping uh, the Spurs lost to the Dallas Mavericks, and we're doing that with my good friend Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira and click on that YouTube link because it'll take you right to. The Baller Brief, Casey's new venture in YouTube land, as well as Vieira's an essay with he and his lovely wife, give you the ins and out of a newlyweds life in San Antonio. Uh, a couple more things, uh, Casey, before we got to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs about the loss. Yeah, again, another close one. I get that. You know, they're in Murderer's Row. Fine. Every team, any team in this position, will probably be some racking up some wins, probably even the Lakers. But do you think that them losing the way they're losing, not by months, they're not getting, you know, like I said, curb stomped. Do you feel this will pay off long-term this season or next season? This season? Because I felt the mm-hmm. entire year. I felt the seeing this schedule, knowing what this roster was constructed of, I felt that this season was going to go the way that it's going right now is that, they're going to get smacked around in these first few bunch, the, the first few weeks of the season. And we're going to see some rough basketball. 
But I think by the time the season gets along, by the time they start figuring out what's going on with this thing, by the time they start playing a more favorable schedule, hopefully they stay healthy. The young team like this, they're going to piece it together a little bit. These first, this first couple months going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's, I mean, at least they're playing hard and they're competing and they're not getting run out of the gym every single night. That's the, that's the positive you take away with this, but they're going to lose games here. I've just, I've felt from the start though, with this was that at the end of the day, when it gets to that last quarter of the season, I think they're going to be playing their best basketball. Assuming they stay healthy. I think this team will be playing their best basketball. Uh, so I do whatever, what, if there is a positive, I guess a positive would come out of this. If you're you learn something now to, make you play mm-hmm. better then, right? I guess theoretically a positive would come out of that to answer right. your question. But yeah. I, I do think, yeah, right? So, so I guess that is, you know, I do think in the long run, whether it be, well, I guess the long, my long run is a little bit of the shorter time frame as you referred to too. Yeah, I do think it'll help. Yeah, I, I think it'll help too. Uh, you know, I, I, but but there's a point where even the play-in game is a little out of reach. I'm all tanky, man. I'm all pro-tank. I mean, just yeah. call it a season. Don't, don't, don't run the risk of it. I mean, I, I think, I think last year, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think if you make the play in, if I remember this right, it doesn't really impact your draft standing as much. Is that? I don't really recall that, but I, know. If, I think that if, was, I think that was just the bubble year. That was just a bubble thing. Okay, well, if it yeah. does impact the draft uh, positioning for the Spurs, then yeah, yeah, just no, 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 no. Play, yeah. you know, primo. 40 minutes a night, play Wee's camp 40 minutes a night, call up some Austin Spurs, put them out there. You know, I'm on, I'm on that camp, but I mean, that's definitely it's, down the road, it's, but it's such I mean, a tough dynamic with this team, man, because, because they're bad, but it's well, with sometimes with bad teams, you have, you have guys on this roster who are, who are, they've been around before. It's, it's just a collection of guys who are just going to get their paycheck hit free agency. What's the thing Barkley says? The the Cancun on three, right? Yeah. Guys who are just trying to get yeah. <laughs> right? just trying to get to just get yeah. to the summer. These this is not a team of, of those guys trying to get to the summer. Maybe like one or one or two. But all these all these players for the most part on this team are young guys who are under contract in the next few years. So it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough tell these guys lot, like, lot, okay, yeah. we're gonna tank you know yeah because they, they don't know they, they still yeah. got a lot to prove yeah lonnie lonnie's gonna have a lot to prove you know whether he's in san antonio or not i mean if another team wants to come calling his name and give him that those bucks then he's gonna want to be mm-hmm. out there and be like well team new team that's offering me a bunch of money look what i can do for you so oh yeah yeah it's interesting yeah but i mean again that's just definitely down the road the season is still young but the win, the losses are starting to rack up, but this is expected though. Everybody did expect this kind of start. I mean, nobody should be completely surprised that they're one and four right now. I mean, no. everybody could look at the schedule and say like, Oh, sheesh, maybe Indiana for sure. Orlando, but yikes, you know, but the good news is the schedule, at least competitive wise on paper, I don't know what this team. I mean, Sacramento could come to the AT&T Center and they and if the Kings beat the Spurs in home, I'd be like, yeah, I, I guess I could see that, you know. But uh, it theoretically supposed to get easier after this road trip. We'll we'll see, you know. We'll definitely see. But we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the uh, Spurs loss to the Mavericks? 
being competitive, but is that kind of wearing on your wearing thin already on your patience and you're ready to see some wins from the young Spurs? Uh, Casey, we need to know more about the baller brief. Um, what more do you want to know? I feel like you want to know good. I, I want to know <laughs> when, how often they can ex- uh, fans can expect it weekly, daily. I want to know if there's a YouTube page. Um, well, to answer your first question, not daily, but several times a week, three to four times a week, depends on what's going on. Three to four times a week. It's tough to me to daily, daily is tough, daily is tough, especially when we get into Bryn Forbes lunchbox season. (laughs) And it's getting there soon at the rate the team is going. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, but, um, yeah, we, we got stuff coming out, um, but uh, what was the DeRose? Yeah, DeRose. Yeah, that was the last thing we posted, man. There's a track of time already, man. That was I know. That was what thirty minutes ago we introduced yeah. that. And I, and I, I, I feel like I feel like it is. You know, speaking of um, you know, time flying. I it just like the DeRozan error to me felt like it went by in a flash. Like just well, he's gone. Did. Yeah, it did. You know, it I did. put that. I put that, and and maybe I'll do an, another one a little bit later on. But I put that video together. And I was like, man, man, like, like the, the Kawhi trade was already three years ago. Yeah, I know. That was, that was already Crazy. three years ago. Did you think yeah. three years ago? This is a locked on for another day. And I know, I know you're trying to get us out of here. But did you think three years ago, the Spurs would be in the spot that they're in right now? No, but I mean, I saw it at the horizon but I didn't think it was mm-hmm. going to be like this. I thought mm-hmm. maybe they would salvage it as far as, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes the Spurs did, they should have traded uh, Lamar. I mean, sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, both LaMarcus both, and, yeah, and, and, Lamar. and DeRozan. Yeah. You know, maybe they would be better positioned right now. Maybe they might have at least one all-star on the roster. Mm-hmm. Especially, you could you probably could have gotten something pretty good for DeMar. I think you could have. You really could have. At the start of um, last year, yeah, going into last yeah. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have got the Spurs kind of get, get themselves a little bit of a haul there. But when they decided to keep DeMar to the bitter end and not do anything with uh, Aldridge, then yeah, it's like, oh, no, no, it's, it's going to be so lean years already. But, and then the draft, when they pick Primo, and then when Brian Wright comes out and says, well, he's going to be in his own time. You'll get better when he's ready to get better. I was like, okay, yeah, they're, they're playing the long game now. So mm-hmm. that pretty much summed it up uh, for me that I knew this was this is how it was going to be, at least for a couple years. So once again, he is Casey Vieira. Make sure to go to his uh, Twitter page right now and click that link tree. Gives you everything you need to know where to watch him for the Baller Brief and Vieira's an essay. And thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. And if you must, I guess... Go check out Locked On Mavericks. You have to go see what they had to say about their win over your silver and black. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.